Welcome to Finding My Yum, a sex-positive podcast celebrating all forms of sexual expression. Each week, we bring on a new guest to share their journey. We talk honestly and openly about what they're into and what sex, kinks, love, and more look like in the real world. I'm Jerry Courtney Austin, and I am your host. And today, I am thrilled to have Barb Thomas here to talk all about their amazing journey. Uh, they are a bilateral amputee and uh, how they found their way into pole dancing, into fitness competitions, Nub Athletics, which is, uh, you know, an educational program for for kids who are limb different. Uh, it's so many amazing things. You are gonna freaking love her. Uh, but before we get into that, I wanted to share what's been coming up for me these past couple weeks since the last episode with Madison Young. I've been thinking a lot about this idea of performative action and especially with social media and you know how much visibility we have of others right we can compare ourselves with with other people and their lives and their choices and how amazing their lives appear you know in this snid bit that we get to see and I've been thinking about how interesting it is when I actually sit down and think about the things that I want versus what I think I should want or what I want because I want to post it on social media, that I want to get that approval, right? That external approval. I've been thinking about that a lot in in terms of what what it is that I want and what it is that makes me feel good and how to give that to myself. You know, this idea of loving myself and and giving myself the validation that that I am craving so much from outside sources. And it's a hard journey. You know, it is. I don't know about all of you out there, but I'm finding it really really fruitful to do this investigation and get really curious into my own thought process and and really getting clear on yeah the kind of life that I want to lead if I didn't have social media if I wasn't worried about this you know chatterbox that I have in my head of of the world who quite honestly like the the chatterbox in my head they are fucking judgmental man they are mean (laughs) way meaner than you know i think any other person is because everybody's just focused on themselves right um and uh you know even if they are doing something that feels personal it's certainly not it is a reflection of themselves and intellectually i understand that but getting it into my body and getting getting this self-love of like no matter what my body looks like my skin looks like no matter how i'm feeling no matter how many acting jobs i've booked (laughs) you know uh, i i don't know whatever other these benchmarks uh that i that i think about no matter whether i've accomplished what i think i should have accomplished right like how can i still feel good and experience this life that i have the gift and the pleasure of living you know we're we're tiny tiny little beings on this earth for a tiny tiny amount of time and the earth is a rock in the scheme of things that's very small that's just like flying through 
infinite space. And like the conception of infinite space doesn't even make sense to my brain. <laughs> so, you know, when you really think about it, it's just like sort of ludicrous to get caught up in these small problems, but they are there. Um, and this enculturation of you know, historically, like what we're supposed to be after as women, um, you know, just in society. And I, you know, I can speak as a as a woman, but it is definitely across all genders and, you know, identities of like how we're supposed to fit into the world and and like starting to challenge that and be like, is does this fit? me (laughs) or am I just doing this because of all of this ancestral sort of trauma and programming and and messaging right this media messaging yeah so a lot of a lot of uh in progress I am in progress (laughs) I guess it's my my conclusion and uh yeah the more I I kind of just surrender to that the better I feel um, I've taken a lot of steps in the last couple of weeks to start getting, eliminating things that are giving me stress and making me feel bad. And that also feels good. So I don't know if any of this resonates with you. I I wish you some peace and, and yeah, some curiosity about what is it? Why are you doing the things that you're doing? <laughs> I don't know if we ask ourselves that enough. Uh, yeah. And, you know, uh, this is a perfect segue into this episode because uh, Barb is amazing and, and she talks a lot about, you know, confidence and, and, and not believing in herself, but then doing these things and having these amazing results. And it's, it's quite an inspiration. So I'm going to stop jabbering and let's get to this episode. You're going to love her. Please enjoy. Yay! Welcome to Finding My Yum. I'm so excited. Today we have Barbie Thomas here, who lost her arms in an electrical accident at the age of two and a half years old, has grown up to be a woman who has learned to live life independently. She is a mom, an athlete, and a mentor. She's outgoing, outspoken, and not afraid to open up about her life. She likes to keep it real. If she can inspire, help, or motivate even one person, it's worth it. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. I'm so excited to chat with you. I'm excited too. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. So I love to start just, um, you know, I I found your Instagram actually through uh, another person that I just interviewed whose name is AM, the queen of sexy, who um, just lost or more recently lost um, half of her left leg. And she commented that she was so inspired by you and the work that you did with Pole. And then I went down this rabbit hole of looking at all of your amazing videos and then your your, your all of your fitness inspiration and I was like this person is amazing <laughs> like absolutely inspiring and so incredible um which I think is one of the cool things about social media and so I'm wondering I'd love to hear you know um how, like what it was like growing up and what the messaging around sex and sexuality was for you you know as as a kid growing up in the world Wow, that's a loaded question. It first, is. <laughs> right out the gate. I have to say that Queen of Sexy is the first person that I ever saw besides myself doing pole that is limb different. And oh, cool. it inspired me. I thought it was awesome. And I had to reach out to her and tell her how awesome I thought it was because, um, yeah, I do it too. And she's the only other person I knew of. So, awesome. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Um, both of you are actually the only people that I have seen as well. And um, it's incredibly inspiring. There's another one. Her name is Deb and she's in Australia, I believe. And she competes in pole dancing and she's missing oh, wow. one arm. So that's oh, wow. all I know of, but pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, but back to your question, uh, growing up, I grew up in a very conservative, strict Christian household. Um, and so we didn't talk about sex a lot. We weren't, my parents weren't like super open about it, but what we did know about it was that it is something that is saved for marriage, you know, one man, one wife for life type thing. And, yeah. you know, anything outside of marriage is a sin. And um, I don't know, I didn't have, I mean, I mean, my mom sat down and talked to me about the birds and the bees and told me what sex was and all that, but um, I think it was something that was frowned upon and I, you know, had sex, uh, first time a little bit before I was 16, which when my parents found out, of course, it was not a good thing. And, um, you know, a lot of fights happened because of that. And, um, so yeah, maybe my first experience with all that wasn't the greatest, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, I've grown and kind of evolved and kind of have my own views on things. Not that I don't, you know, still believe in God and, you know, all that, but um, I think it's a great gift that he's given us and I like to enjoy it and explore it. And, you know, so. Yeah. 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 That's quite a shift. Um, I do have a clarifying question and I please, tell me if I'm out of turn, but I know that there are different labels that that feel comfortable to people and you use the words limb different. And so is that how you would like to be referred to in terms of that that piece of who you are? Like, um, or are there other labels that you feel represent who you are? Uh, I don't get hung up on labels and I'm okay. not like super PC or anything like that. So whatever, limb different is one term. Um, I'm an amputee because my arms were amputated when I was little. That's another term. Um, you can just say that I have no arms. You can say I'm different. I don't care. Like I, I have one person who they call me or a group of people, they call me no arm barb. So, I mean, I don't get offended and I'm not that sensitive. So yeah, whatever. I, I realize I don't have arms. So you know. right, right, right. Yeah. It's, it is just a fact. Like and, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. I, I'm curious. Was that a journey? I mean, it, it happened when you were very young, but was that a journey to coming to this place of, I don't know, radical acceptance, it sounds like, and, and being willing to, you know, I don't know, just answer people's questions and whatever. Was that something that evolved or is that just something that happened naturally when you were younger um it's definitely something that evolved I mean now it feels quite natural to me but you know growing up I like you said radical acceptance I don't even know if it's radical rather than just acceptance sure yes and my apologies for adding that word yeah oh, that's okay um accepting myself the way I am is something that that did not come easily for me growing mm -hmm. up um, I hated being different. I hated not having arms. I hated using my feet for everything. I hated that people stared at me. I hated that people would come up and tell me that I'm an inspiration all the time. Got it. I hated all that. I just wanted to be like everyone else, you know? Yeah. Um, and especially junior high and high school, man, those were rough years. And yeah, 
And I think every junior high school kid or high school student thinks it's just them. You know, I thought it was just me that kids were mean to or, you know, because I don't have arms. Now I realize kids are mean to everyone. <laughs> like yes. for any <laughs> good reason, they just They're are. Indiscriminate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't just me, but at that time and, you know, in that part of your life, it is all about you and you do think everything's about you. So sure. um, it took me a long time to realize that it wasn't just me that, is going through this. And, um, you know, my mom used to tell me, Barbie, you have to learn to love yourself. If you, if you can't love yourself, how do you expect anyone else to love you? If you don't believe in yourself, how do you expect anyone else to believe in you? If you don't like yourself, how do you expect anyone else to like yourself? That, those things show through, you know? Yeah. And um, she, she would tell me, you can sit in your room and cry. You can pout about it, but it's not going to bring your arms back. It's not going to make you like everyone else. You have to accept it. This is what is. This is who you are. This is how you are. Pouting about it's not going to change it. Yeah. And, you know, of course I would roll my eyes because she's my mom. What does she know? You know, yeah. I think all kids, teenagers think that. And your yeah. parents know shit, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think it was when I was in college that I realized like, oh crap, my mom's right, I think. <laughs> and I started to reevaluate things and I started to realize that, you know what, I'm a cool person. So what if I don't have arms? I'm right. cute, I'm funny, I'm smart, I'm me. Like, yeah, who wouldn't, who wouldn't like me or who would wanna be my friend? Or, um, and when I started having a different um, perspective about myself or a different mm -hmm. outlook and accepted myself and learned to love myself, um, she was right. Other people followed. Like it was evident when someone hates themselves and, yeah. you know, doesn't accept things versus when you accept yourself and you're confident, um, like confidence is a whole sexy thing in and of itself. Yeah. You know? yeah so, it's like that alluring, like, you know, je ne sais quoi, like that, that thing right. that we all want and are drawn to naturally. Right. And if you feel comfortable and you know, accept yourself in your own skin and you feel confident and that shines through, that is sexy. And then whether it's society's um, ideal vision of sexy or whatever, it doesn't matter. You think you're sexy, so you are. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. And so I'm curious about that messaging because, you know, in my own journey and still quite honestly like i come up against those traditional um beauty norms that i see all of the time and i find it challenging to accept even you know what's going on in my own body and skin and um whether i fit into those norms and social media does not often help me although I'm trying to curate my feed to people who are normal bodies and 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 people who who are just authentically and not like completely photoshopped and so I'm wondering about your journey with that that you just mentioned um and and that evolution if it's still ongoing I imagine we're never complete but oh yeah well I think social media I love it for certain reasons, but it's also, it can be difficult, especially for people who aren't that um, confident in themselves, because I mean, I think it's a normal human behavior to see other people and compare ourselves to that. And we think yeah. society tells us what they 
what their image of beauty is or their image of the perfect body or their image of sexy. And we buy into that. And so we compare ourselves to other people and we forget that there's so much more that goes into being beautiful and sexy, like our personality and how we treat others and how we carry ourselves. And it's not just a certain look or a certain body type or a certain you know, dress size or, and really who cares what society thinks? I mean, everyone is individual and unique and that's part of what makes us sexy. Like I have a sign here in this room that says, um, you're different is what makes you beautiful. And I think that's true. So we have to embrace our differences and, um, you know, just accept ourselves. And, and sometimes even the things that we don't like about our bodies is the thing that everyone else thinks is so amazing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's so true. And so I'm curious your, your journey to fitness as a, as a piece of this exploration and, and ownership over your own body and confidence, I imagine. Right. Yeah. And fitness is a huge part of my life. I mean, first of all, I grew up in a home where my parents both worked out and were very physically active and physically fit. And, you know, I grew up in sports and, um, I loved, uh, and when I was in high school, I loved, um, all the buns of steel, abs of steel, all those videos. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I, even when I went to college, I carried on, I was still running. I was still swimming. I was, um, doing all my videos. I would go to the rec center and work out and take classes. And after I got married and had my first baby, I've got two, two boys. They're my oldest will be 25 pretty soon. And my youngest. Oh, wow. will be 21. Yeah. Um, after my first baby is when I got really serious in the gym and, um, learned all about weight training and all the things that go into that. And, and I started teaching classes. I got APA certified and I was teaching all kinds of classes, step, inline step, multi-step, butts and guts, body sculpting, low impact, high impact, like all kinds. Um, and it was fun. And I used to read a lot of fitness magazines and I really wanted to compete like the women that I saw in those magazines, the fitness competitors. Yeah. Um, and for a long time, I doubted myself, which that's another thing that talk about not sexy, self-doubt, <laughs> but um, I did, I doubted myself. I thought, well, what if, what if they don't let me compete or what if I get disqualified or you know, what if I bust my ass to get ready to compete? And then I get there and they tell me I can't because I don't have arms. And I had a few friends who were really supportive and said, well, you're never going to know if you don't do it. Right. Right. No, you call up the, the NPC chairperson here and talk to him and make sure it's okay. Like if you don't try, you're never going to know. And they're right. There's a, there's a saying, uh, a quote, I think it was, um, I want to say Wayne Gretzky, but don't quote me on that. Um, that says you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yeah. And they're right. Like if, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. If you don't try, then yeah, you're going to fail. Yeah. Um, so there I felt, a, a, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just curious if there was a precedent in these, um, competitions or whether you paved the way. Right. Yeah, there was, yeah. I called up the NPC, which is national physique committee. That's who, you know, we have our, competitions through here. And, um, I called him and explained my situation and told him, you know, that I don't have arms and I want to compete in fitness. 
and I wanted to make sure that, you know, I'd be allowed to and wouldn't be disqualified, you know, because there's mandatory moves in the routine that I, that I can't do. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's a little bit of a meathead and wasn't really understanding because in the bodybuilding fitness world, if someone says they don't have arms, usually it means their arms are weak. Their arms are small. Got it. You know? So he right. thought I meant that. And I kept saying, no, like I can't do a one-arm push-up because you, you have to have at least one arm to do a one-arm push-up, right? Right. <laughs> and, right. Um, he would tell me that's okay. You know, maybe you can't do it at first, but you'll just keep practicing and keep, keep building your strength and you'll get there. I'm like, no, you don't. It, it took several times. And I finally just had to say, look, it's not that my arms are weak. It's not that they're small. It's not that, you know, I just need to practice these moves. I don't have arms. I'm a bilateral amputee. They're not there. There's, there's no arms there. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And really you heard his jaw hit the floor and it was, oh, kind, I'm of, sure. <laughs> it was kind of silent for a minute, you know, and then he goes, oh, so you mean you want to compete in figure? I said, no, I want to compete in fitness. That's why I'm talking to you about the mandatories in the routine because I yeah. want fitness. And he was like, oh, and he said, well, you know, I think it'd be great if you compete. I think you would inspire a lot of people and motivate a lot of people and open the door for a lot of people who thought they couldn't compete or have been wanting to. So yeah, I think it'd be great if you did. And then he said words that to him or maybe just realistic, but to me, it lit a fire under me. He said, but you know, you can never win. Oh, wow. And when someone tells me I can't do something, I'm kind of like, F you, I'm going to prove you wrong, you know? (laughs) So I said, okay. And he said, you know, you should come to a show or two and see what it's about. And so you know what to expect. I said, okay. So I went to a show a few months later with a friend and I saw him and I said, Hey, I'm Barbie. I wanted to introduce myself. And also I I wanted to thank you for your encouraging words on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) He was oblivious and he was like, Oh yeah, no problem. No problem. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I did. And, and my first time I competed was in July of 2003. Oh, and wow. a lot of people were looking at me. You could see their wheels turning and they're wondering what the hell is she doing here? Why is she competing? She doesn't even have her arms. Like what, what's going on here? You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was nervous. It was my first time. And when I was backstage that first time ready to go out and do my routine, like I wasn't worried about the, um, comparison rounds, physique rounds, just quarter turns. That's easy. I was concerned about routine. I was worried I was going to fall or slip or mess it up or whatever. And, and I, I was, I'm actually not as familiar with fitness competitions. And so what, what is the routine? Like I'm a, I was a gymnast, so I'm like thinking about like a floor routine, but I know that that's completely wrong or maybe it's similar. Yeah. So it's dance and gymnastics and you just have to show your, you know, your poise and your strength and your flexibility and your stage presence and energy. And, you know, it's just all of that in one. And then we had comparison rounds where you come out in your one piece suit and back then, or back then we had one piece and two piece suits we had to come out in. Um, Now it's just two piece, but uh, you know, we do quarter turns and they just compare your physique. Got it. Um, but I was so nervous about the routine round. It's two minutes and you just go all out, balls to the wall, high energy, doing your thing. And I was so nervous that I thought I could puke backstage. 
Yeah. And then when I did it, it, it went by so fast and it was so fun. I came out going, Whoa, I can't wait to do it again tonight. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Amazing. Um, and then I was hooked. I thought I was going to do like a one and done just to say I did it, but I was hooked and it was in my blood. I mean, I'm competitive. So yeah, it was fun. And I did it for many years. Um, the last time I competed in fitness was 2014, I believe. And then took a break and I wasn't going to compete anymore. I thought, and then in 2019, I competed two more times, but oh I my did. God. Yeah, I did figure because, you know, I am getting older. I like to say I'm 25, but I'm honestly almost 45. So yeah. um, my body just said, no, my hips said no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I did figure. So I don't have to do the routine round and I don't like it as much, but it was still fun and, you know, gives me goals to focus on. And yeah. And so did you have any, um, any models or mentors or any, anybody to look up to in this, or was it just your own drive that was like, this is what I want to do. So I'm going to do it. I mean, it sounds to me from most of your stories, it sounds like you just decide something and then you do it, which is amazing. If I want to do something, I do it. I'll figure out a way. And, but yeah, along the way, I did meet people who are kind of role models and were encouraging and, um, I think that's helpful for anyone, whether you have both arms or no arms or whatever your limitation is. I think it's always helpful to, you know, meet people along your journey and encourage each other. I mean, especially women, I think, you know, sometimes women can be so catty and condescending and, you know, and I think it's great when we can support each other and in fitness, I swear it's a whole different breed of women. And we are very, even though we're competitive and we're trying to win, we still love each other and support each other. And there's a strong bond. I mean, I swear we're just a different breed, <laughs> yeah. but, but I loved it. And I'm curious, do you know the impact that you've had? Have there been more inclusive, uh, like more people with limb differences or, you know, any other um, limitations that ha- have been competing more often? Like, and I don't know if you know this, but I'm just curious. You've been doing it for such a long time and it's so visible. I- I'm curious if you know the impact. Well, I don't know. I mean, there's other limb different people. Like I know there's several people who are missing a leg or both legs or people in wheelchairs who compete. Um, I know there's a girl who, um, I believe she's a dwarf and she competes. Um, I'm the only person I know of that's ever competed in fitness. Okay. Difference. I could be wrong, but that's, I mean, as far as I know, that's all. I mean, I know it has had impact on people because I've had so many people who email me or send me yeah. messages and talk to me and tell me how much it changed their life or wow. uh, what impact it had on them. And um, so, yeah, and, and really that's the whole point of, I think living my life the way I do is to me, I'm just doing me. I'm just doing the normal things in life that right. most people do. And it happens to be that I have to do them differently, right? but I know that it affects people and it impacts people. And so, yeah, I always hope to have a positive impact on people and help them and inspire them and motivate them. And sometimes it's little things that I don't even realize. And I hear years later, oh, I saw you going into a store and you opened the door with your foot and you have no idea how much that, mm-hmm. like, really, I opened a freaking door, but yeah. you never know what things people see and what hits them the hardest. So 
I just go about my life and live my life and hope that it helps. Yeah. (laughs) And it is, you know, no, it definitely is. And so I'm curious about this transition or just addition into pole dancing uh, and what the inspiration was for that uh, shift and exploration. Um, well, and I'm assuming you don't want the vanilla version. <laughs> no, of- we don't do anything really <laughs> vanilla here. The <laughs> challenge, which it is kind of a bucket list item and it is a challenge. And I'm telling you, pole dancing is tough for anyone. Whether yeah. you have oh. all four limbs or not, it is really fucking hard. <laughs> oh my God. I can say that so, from firsthand experience. It's a blast, but it is very challenging and you have to yeah. be very strong. So yeah, that even though that's part of it, that's not really how I got into it. And this is actually the first time I'm going to share this story in public. Like my friends and people who are close to me know, um, even my kids know, my parents don't know, but yeah. I feel really honored. Thank you for sharing it here. <laughs> no, I do. It is. It's special. Um, so uh, three years ago, I was in California for a birthday trip with a girlfriend of mine. And there was a strip club that was a few doors down from our hotel. And they were having amateur night. And so I thought, hey, this would be super fun. That's like, that's kind of a bucket list item and that would be fun. I don't know what the heck I'm doing, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> oh my God. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, we're back there in the manager's office and he's going over the rules and the, what we have to wear and what we have to, you know, whatever. And in my mind, again, I don't know why the self doubt, I guess, creeps in or just trying to be real. So I don't get disappointed. I don't, I don't really know what yeah, it yeah. is, but I was like, well, I mean, I know I'm not going to win. I don't know what the heck I'm doing, but this is just for fun anyway. So who cares? Yeah. Um, and I said, Hey, you know, because, because it was a topless, you know, a topless strip club. I'm like, I can't take off my top if I'm wearing heels. <clears throat> you know, is it okay if I dance barefoot? I know it's not as sexy and all that, but I don't care. It's just for fun. Not, not like I'm intending to win or anything. And, and he said, yeah, that's fine. As long as you put your shoes back on as soon as you're done and keep your shoes on the rest of the time. Well, okay. That's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Now I've never really done anything on a pole in my life. And that was only my second time to ever be in a strip club. So wow, that's a lot so of firsts. Clueless on what even to do. Yeah. But I figured I've been on fitness stage for so many years. I would figure it out, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I got up there and I I was sweating like a pig because I was so nervous. Just not even nervous to not nervous to be naked in front of people. Yeah. Not dancing in front of people. But when I was on the fitness stage, it was always a routine that I had practiced for right. Months. I knew what I was doing. I could do it in my sleep. Um, this is something I'm just winging it. So I don't know, (laughs) you know, and, but I had so much fun and I ended up winning. Oh my God. Amazing. Yeah. And so how long did you dance for? Um, it was three minutes and then when I long time. Yeah. And then when I won, I did another three minute encore dance, but I think having all the experience on stage for fitness helped. Also my flexibility really helped (laughs) (laughs) and you know, I've got nice boobs. So yeah. Um, 
But then see, they do that every month. And then in December, they have all the winners come back to compete against each other. Oh my God. And that's when I got into pole. I thought I need to learn how to do something on the pole. If I've got to come back in December, I better learn. Got something. it. Okay. Yeah, cool. So that's how I got into pole. And I kind of asked around and someone told me um, where to go and who to talk to. Cedric was my first pole instructor because someone recommended him highly. Yeah. And I did not tell him before I went that I don't have arms because that's just me. I thought it'd be more entertaining to surprise yeah. him. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So he was pretty funny though. He, you know, I told him why I wanted to do this and he just had this look of fear in his eyes and he said, um, hold on, let me go talk to Lindsay. She's the owner of the um, studio. I'm not sure that I can teach you. <laughs> and I said, okay. And I could hear them back there talking and no arms. What do you mean? You know, I could, I could hear sure, all this. Sure, sure, yeah. He came out and she had written down a few things that he could start with and teach me. And I think after that day, he realized he really underestimated me and he Sounds thought, like yeah, really, there's probably nothing you can't do. And now he's not my instructor anymore because he moved to Florida, but I still love him to pieces. We still keep in touch. He still sends me videos of things he thinks I could do. I still send him videos and he tells me, you know, you could probably do it this way or that way. I even visited him last year in Florida. He is literally probably my biggest fan and biggest cheerleader. So, yeah. um, so that's why it started. Now it is, it'll, it'll be three years in August and I'm still doing it and still learning and it's still fun. It's still challenging. There's still certain things that I've been working on since I first started. Yeah. I'm not a giver upper. So yeah. Now my, my dining room is my pole room and I, oh, amazing. I have two poles already and I just bought a third one and I've got someone coming to put it up next week. So and it's, it's just exciting. And yeah, you know, I don't care that it's in the middle of my house. It's, what I do it's my house so yeah yeah, yeah. no yeah. I think that's amazing <laughs> I want to find room for a pole <laughs> um yeah I've I've always wanted space for that just so it would be because it's just so fun and such yeah. a good workout and yeah. so I'm curious what did yeah yeah I'm curious what was the what did you start with learning with it and as a secondary question to it did it impact did it impact your sense of self or, or your sexual expression or because um, I know for me, like the embodiment of just owning, owning my own sexuality in that way, like in in such a physical way, in such a internal and external way, like really shifted at the same time, I was doing a bunch of other work, but it really shifted, I think, how I was moving through the world. Like, there was just, like, more – I was just way more comfortable in that side of me and that and, and bringing that part out as a daily practice, I think, and, like, incorporating it. Right. I don't know. I'm still – someday maybe I can answer that for you because I'm still not super confident in my abilities and it's something that still makes me nervous to do it in front of people. Got um, it. But yeah, it is something that it does make you feel kind of empowered and sexy. And um, yeah, I think that's one of the reasons that I, that I love it. And that's also, that's part of the challenge. So I right. keep doing it because I want to get better where I'm not so nervous in front of people. And right. um, 
I can feel confident in my abilities. And how did you start? Honestly, like with pole, was it a lot of floor work? I mean, floor work is what I started with as well. That's still incredibly challenging, you know? Yeah, Yeah, mostly floor work and... um, and you know, I don't know the names of the spins and the tricks, so all of them, but I think one of the first ones I learned was, you know, hooking my knee. I was from the floor, hooking my knee on the pole and kind of using my other leg to pull it back further to hold tighter and then sit up. And yeah. I learned how to spin from that. And then it started there. And I think Drama Queen was one of the first moves he tried to teach me and it hurt so freaking bad that yeah it's painful working with the pole is so painful yeah (laughs) i didn't revisit that one again for a long time (laughs) Um, the suicide spin that's something he said you know this one's going to be scary but i think you'll be able to do this and probably do be able to do a lot out of it so the suicide spin is something that i've been learning from the get-go which is definitely not a beginner move not a level one move and but that was part that's part of the challenge of teaching me is I, I'm not in a normal class where I'm learning normal beginner moves right. because most of those require your hands and you, I just can't so right. I'm you know like Lindsay she's the owner of that studio and she said you know you're basically jumping right into level three and level four yeah moves moves like on the pole inversions and, mm-hmm. and without the skin conditioning too so I was beat up. I mean, my legs were bruised up like crazy for a long time. And now even if I take a few weeks off or something, I can expect some bruises, but yeah, um, I know I haven't done it since COVID hit and I, uh I am like, I lost all of it (laughs) for sure. (laughs) But the suicide is something I'm still like, I'll do it with a spotter. And I was when, before Cedric left, I would do it with him we called it fake spotting. He was just standing there. He wasn't even touching me, but I would do it by myself. And now I've kind of regressed and I'm, I'm going to get there someday, but not on my own. But most of the things that I've learned to do have come out of that spin. So I really need to get that. And I've also learned how to jump on the pole a few different ways. So one way that I can mount myself on the pole to be able to do stuff. Like jump from the floor to on the pole. Oh my God. Ow. Ow. You know, I thought that would be hard and it was really scary the first time you made me do it. But as soon as I did it, I was like, oh, that really wasn't that hard. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I used the background in gymnastics that I have that helped a little bit, but yeah. it, really, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. My <laughs> so. like vulva is like screaming like, no, no, <laughs> trying to jump on the pole. <laughs> uh, never, I don't really hit, I don't. I haven't done that. I think I have enough fat between my thighs to <laughs> help me sure. hold on. Me too at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, amazing. And so did you go back to the strip club? Um, I have been back there once since, but not to dance. Um, although I had so much fun, I would, I would totally do it again. Yeah. Last. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely something on my bucket list as well. Oh, you should totally do it. Yeah. It's- something that I'm really interested in um and then the last thing that I want to chat about is this uh I think it's called nub ability Uh, yeah it sounds like an amazing organization and I'm not exactly sure you know what how yeah if you could just tell me about it and what your affiliation with it that would be amazing 
And yeah, and I'm probably not going to be sharing this podcast with them. <laughs> but um, yeah, Novability is a, it's a um, nonprofit organization that we have sports camps for limb different kids, no matter what their limb difference oh, cool. is. It could be arms, it could be a leg, it could be a hand, whatever. Um, and we we coach. I want to say it's like 21 different sports that we have now, and all of our head coaches oh, wow. are different and have competed. Um, at least at a collegiate level in their sport. And um, wow. we have a huge summer camp uh, that has, that's all the sports. And then we have little mini clinics and mini camps all over the country year round. And I'm actually going to be doing my first one next month for, for our little um, armless kids. So we're doing a fitness camp actually right here in Arizona next month. So oh, amazing. Uh, and it's fun. It's just something I get to mentor other kids and help them and help build them up and encourage them and show them that things can be done. And, yeah. you know, that the only limits that we have are the ones we put on ourselves. And we just try not to do that. Like we can do anything we want to do, anything we put our mind to. Yeah. How long has this organization been around? Was it around when you were um, there? I think this year will be our seventh or eighth camp. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah, but in a while and it's just grown and grown and grown. So it yeah, really but... amazing. It's something that the first year I went, I was kind of overwhelmed and thought, what did I get myself into? You know, yeah. <laughs> um, but as soon as camp started, I fell in love and, you know, we think we're there to help those kids and change their lives, but really they impact us and change our lives. And yeah. so I think it's amazing and it's something that I'll always be a part of. And I really, support them in big ways so yeah absolutely um well this has been awesome how can people find you if they're interested in in checking out your videos and um yeah getting more information about all the amazing things that you do um well i think you said i think i gave you some links that you could post yeah um, those will be on the, the show notes for sure in ability at all there's a link there for them and there's lots of ways i mean especially right now i'm definitely needing some sponsors and donations for my camp Hint, hint. Um, the fitness on arm camp. Um, so there's that. And then I'm on Instagram. I'm fit chick BLT. It's F I T C H I C BLT. That's my initials. Um, and then if you're a woman, cause I'm, I'm not, um, accepting men on my other page, my other page is the Venus room, the underscore Venus underscore room. Um, cause Venus was my stage name. So my pole room is called the Venus room. Yeah. Um, so, and that one's a private page and I'm only accepting women on that one just because there's so many creepy ass men and yeah. I'm, like, I'm just going to try to kind of limit that to, and there's plenty of men who do poll yeah. and I, I accept them. That's fine. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, that's my poll page and yeah, create a safe I space. The updating. I just started that. So there's not a ton of stuff on there yet, but um yeah, I figured that's just one more platform that I can use to show people that, that's you know, awesome. no matter what you look like or what your limits are, you know, you can still be your own definition of beauty and sexy and, you know, own your own sexy type thing is what I said and yeah. um, inspire women and just do what I do. Yeah. No, I love that. And those will definitely be in the show notes for anybody who wants to check them out, which they absolutely should. Well, thank you so much for your time. This has been so lovely connecting with you and getting to meet with you. 
Thank you. I think this has been, this is probably one of the most fun podcasts I've done just because yeah. <laughs> I'm able to be a little more free and open and uh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yes. That's what we love here. Well, thanks. This has been amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was so good. Thank you so much, Barb, for coming on and being a guest. I feel honored that you were able to give your your time to me and to this podcast. Um, yeah. Please, as always, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on social media. We are at Finding My Own Podcast on both Instagram and Facebook. Uh, and then, you know, wherever you, you listen to this pod, subscribe, download the episode. Uh, because that is important. <laughs> I am learning. So that would be really helpful. We're also on the YouTube. So um, please subscribe and like the videos. Go check them out if you want to see my face and my guest faces as we talk. Uh, <laughs> then please do that and, and, and please just subscribe to, to help support the podcast. It's, it's honestly... Um, yeah, I'm so I'm so grateful for those of you that have and and for being a part of the community. It really means a lot. And please send me your guests. Uh, slide into those DMs or email me at findingmyyum at gmail.com. I get a lot of guests from recommendations and topics that you're interested in listening to. So, yeah, keep them coming. I'm looking to schedule some new guests coming up for for the pod and and expand my horizons even further. So we've got some more really exciting guests coming up and. Um, yeah, I can't wait to share them with you. Please stay on me. Take care of yourselves. Sending you lots of love and light. See you in a couple weeks. Woohoo!